Welcome to Once and Future Authors, Changing Lives One Book at a Time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Once and Future Author Podcast. I'm Stephanie, and I am so delighted today to be joined by award-winning, well, you're going to find out multiple award-winning author and poet, Holly Rose Lipson. Thank you so much for joining me, and what a celebration. This is unbelievable. It is. It's uncanny. Nobody ever heard of something like this. I can't even believe it, you know? Well, just for our viewers, give us the overview. How many books, how many awards just this year? Okay, well, I have published so far 10 books. And there are seven now coming out uh, this year that I wrote. And uh, it's a series. However, the first 10, I have been awarded these Certificates of Excellence in Literature by the Royal Dragonfly Worldwide Book Award Contest. And I can't get over that. And um, people have told me that it's uncanny. I mean, it's unheard of that every single one of my books, each, each one of the 10 books has won an award and several of them have come in first place. Oh which I can't get over. And all this started with just a, a little idea that I had. And now it has just exploded. Oh. I can't get over it. So this year, I've gotten seven of those awards. Okay. <laughs> Last year, I got four. This year, I got seven. And I can't get over it. And uh, I'll explain to you what I got. <laughs> you do. I got this. I got the Certificate of Excellence in Literature first place for letters, journals, and diaries that I put together. And the book is called The Ballet with Encores. Now that book is consists of letters, journals, and diaries that my parents wrote to one another. And then what I did was I wrote stories. I, I put them into categories like Valentine's Day, uh, anniversaries, birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, and I wrote stories about what happened on those days, along with my parents' poetry that they wrote to one another. Yes. yes. Then, okay, then what I did was I wrote a play, and I took a chapter from my book, my biography, What is Love, and I, I transformed that into a play. And that play I called The Ballet with Encores. And that play tells a very significant chapter in my parents' lives. And that chapter 
was responsible for getting them together for the rest of their lives. So I've never written a play before and I couldn't believe it. And I incorporated into that book, which the whole book is called The Ballet with Encores. Yes, yes. And that, that book won first place. Oh, it also won second place for biography and autobiography, which I couldn't believe. So that's a double prize winner. Right, right. So one first place and second place. One first place and second place. The first place was Letters, Journals, and Diaries. And second place was for autobiography, biography. Fantastic. Then what happened was uh, I had discovered papers that my mother had written on Shakespeare when she was in college. And those were the only papers that she had ever saved from any of her college work. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't figure it out. And so I decided to read these papers because they must be exceptional. And I did, and they were for a college student, a young girl of 20, 21 years old to write papers like this. It just really, it, I was blown away. So I decided to write a story about why she saved those papers. And I did. And the title of the book is called My Mother and Shakespeare, A Daughter's Journey. And I published the papers of my mother. And uh, I also published her original papers along with my story that I wrote. Mm. And that got honorable mention in nonfiction other. Oh. And I was thrilled. I was thrilled. Of course. Then I compiled a book of my mother's poetry called Songs of You, a Postscript. Now, the first book of her poetry, Immortal Kisses, Confessions of a Poet, last year came in second place in poetry. This book, however, was comprised of her poetry, but in a different way. After she passed away, I went into her closet and I found a box of her writings. And all they were were sentence fragments of poetry that she wrote. Like she wrote like two lines, she wrote three lines. And what I did then, I put them together to form poems mm. and I titled them. And that's how this book was formed. It was formed through her, her sentence fragments of poetic lines that she wrote that she never knew were going to be full-blown poems. And I created them. And I created, I think it was 135, 138 poems from that box of the sentence fragments. And uh, it's just, it's gorgeous. And that got honorable mention for poetry. Oh, wonderful. I believe it. And that's how that book was formed. I mean, who would ever have done something like that? I mean, I thought that was a, a, a brilliant idea of mine to form all these poems. I just put them together and they came out beautifully. Mm. Then I got honorable mention for children's books that I, I decided to try my hand at. But these three children's books that came out first uh, were stories that my mother had written that I had remembered. And I went into another box of her writings and I found these stories. And I said, you know, I said, they'd be terrific for children's books. So what I did was I adapted them for children. Mm. And uh, 
I submitted them and, and it was down a path that I never thought that I would be where I would be going, but I did it. And um, they turned out to be brilliant. Uh, the book Grandfather is a story that she wrote about how her grandfather came to visit when she was a little girl and what happened. And they're all based on her experiences, except for Molly, that she wrote with regard to an experience that I had. <laughs> so anyway, what I did was I had to adapt them for children. So I had to rewrite them, add, add some uh, chapters or whatever, and I did. And then these books came out, Runaway, which was based on a little boy actually named Tommy when my mother was growing up and he ran away to join the circus and she told me that the whole block had come out to look for him and she wrote a story about it and then I revised it and I published it wow yeah and then uh, a letter from Molly that is the story that I couldn't believe I had forgotten all about when I was a little girl in second grade I had this teacher and I was crazy about her and I wanted to invite her over for a tea party. So my mother and I sat down at the kitchen table and we wrote her a letter, invited her to come for tea. <laughs> and then I used to sit and wait for the mailman to come with her answer. And then finally I got the letter and she said, yes, she's coming. And then I realized she wanted to be my friend just like I wanted to be her friend. But mother wrote this story about it. And I couldn't believe it. I, I found it. I, I couldn't believe it. And then, of course, Grandfather. So anyway, so I submitted these three books to the Royal Dragonfly Book Awards. And all three won honorable mention, which oh. I was about. Because it was my first foray into children's books. And I said to myself, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. It was more than I ever dreamed of. I mean... I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. And then last year, I won, as I said, uh, a second prize for my mother's book, Immortal Kisses, Confessions of a Poet. That's the poetry that she wrote and she wanted to have published. And then also I won first place last year for my mother's book of, of essays, Silhouettes, Literary Passageways. And she wrote these essays uh, about books. God. She read throughout her lifetime on love. And it came in first place for nonfiction other. I could not get over that. Wow. I, I couldn't get over it. Yes. I could not get over it. <sighs> and then um, also last year, I wrote Messages of Love Remembered. And that also was Letters, Journals, and Diaries. And that uh, came in, I believe, second place. And um, it, it, it's a brilliant book put together of my parents' letters, diaries, and journals, mm. and poetry that they wrote to one another again. And I, I, I separated them into uh, categories, and I wrote, I wrote stories about each category. And it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous book. <sighs> and last year, I wrote my own biography, and that was What is Love? And uh, 
at first I said to myself, how could I write a biography? But everybody prevailed upon me to write my story because it's such a fascinating story. So I wrote it and believe it or not, I wrote it in six days. I took four days off from work and then I had two days for the weekend. And what I did was I assigned myself chapters to write each day. And I started at seven in the morning and I stopped at seven at night and I never stopped. It was as if I was uh, doing my uh, uh, thesis for my master's mm. and I just never stopped. And I wrote it in six days and it was, it's over 200 pages and it turned out to be brilliant. And that one honorable mention in autobiography biography last year. And I couldn't get over that. And it, it, was everybody raved about that book. Oh. So I, I just can't get over it. I be, because you know, even though you submit these books, you don't have to win. Of course. You don't have to win. And the thing is, is that each book is reviewed by 80 judges. 80? 80. And in order to win, you have to be approved by 60 of them. So I was. Congratulations. I'm so excited. Plus the fact that I was voted best author in Nassau County for two years in a row. Yes, best author. Now tell me a little bit about that. Is that for a particular book or just on your body of work? That's for my body of work. And that is sponsored by Blank Slate, Me Blank Slate Media. Mm -hmm. And uh, the voting usually starts in May. It's over in July. And I was notified this year in July and I couldn't get over it. And the editors of, of the paper couldn't get over it that I won two years in a row. I was voted. I, they said that I just swept it. <laughs> Everybody voted for me because I'm well known. Everybody loves my books. And so now my project is, as I mentioned before, I have seven children's books that I wrote on my own. And the reason why I wrote them was because I was given the idea when I was writing Ballet with Encores, but because in there, I wrote a chapter about myself and uh, with regard to my relationship with my parents and the poetry that they wrote for me. And uh, I realized that there were so many different stories surrounding my childhood. I said, let me, let me publish them. Let me write these stories. And so I did. And I wrote seven stories. And six of them are about Penelope. And one of them is a standalone book, which is Julie's Big Day. But yet it's still about me. Julie's Big Day takes place in one, of, one house that I lived in. And Penelope's the Penelope series takes place when I was a very little girl, when I lived in Fresh Meadows, Queens in the duplex apartments. So, and they're all my personal experiences. And now uh, they're all just about to be published. So oh. this year is a year of my children's books. I'm very, very excited. And uh, I just hope, I'm hoping also that I can find someone they're perfect for a cartoon series. So I'm hoping maybe I can find someone to help me get that started. Fantastic. It's wonderful. Yeah. Oh so, my 
So the first book, I believe, of the Penelope series that's coming out is Penelope Causes an Uproar. And that is about a little girl who gets all her little friends together in her room and tells them about her bubble baths, pajamas with feet, and bedtime stories. And none of these, none of her little friends have bubble baths. They don't have pajamas with feet and they don't have bedtime stories. And what ensues and how she gets their parents to do all this for them, to get them. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I know. I and then the that one is uh, How Penelope Learned There Really Is a Santa Claus. And that is a story of my own experience of myself with Santa Claus at Bloomingdale's in mm -hmm. Fresh Meadows back in the 1950s when he used to come to visit there. And uh, it's really, it's a very nice, sweet story. And then I wrote Penelope's new bike. It's a story of me and my new bike. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, Penelope gets a birdhouse. How one summer I became friends with a little bird and I named her Wendy. And it's the story of my experiences with Wendy for one little summer. And uh, then um, Penelope's new bed. That's the story of my first bed and what happens and how I got it. <laughs> and then Penelope's half birthday. My parents used to celebrate half birthdays with me. And all my friends had half birthdays. So it's a story of my half birthday, which always fell usually on Mother's Day. Mm. And what we did and what happened. And it's very, it's very, very charming. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely story. Oh. And then Julie's Big Day is a story about a little girl who for her sixth birthday wants a pink convertible mm. and how she gets a pink convertible for her sixth birthday. It's terrific. Oh, I love that these are all so personal. I have a few questions for you. Okay. Your children's books, um, they're all about your experiences. Correct. Uh, but you named your main star, Penelope. Right. Why uh -huh. Penelope? I don't know. I just felt I, I didn't want to use my name. Okay. <laughs> that's it. I, I thought Penelope would be terrific. So and that's why. Julie is you also as well, right? I'm sorry? Julie. In, in some of the books, you use the name Julie. Oh, Julie. Well, that's after a friend of mine. Oh, okay. So, so Julie is named for yeah. a friend. And Penelope... I named Julie for a friend of mine and Penelope, but all the characters in the books like um, Sam, uh, he is the antique dealer in, in Penelope's new bed. And I named him after my father's father. And the salesperson in Julie's Big Day, his name is Nathan. I named him after my mother's father. Oh, okay. So, all the names of these people in here mean something to me. The little girl, Ellen, in um, a Penelope's New Bike, she was a little girl, Ellen, that I knew. And uh, uh, what happened with me and her actually happened. I'm not going to give it away. So uh, uh, Ellen was really a, a, a real person. And Millicent in the, uh, in the Santa Claus book, was named after my friend Michelle, <laughs> but I didn't want to use her name. I didn't. I didn't know if she wanted 
me to use her name, so I named her Millicent. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, so everybody's name has a, has a meaning in this yep. book, and every book has a lesson to it. Oh, okay. Every book at the end of the book, there's a small chapter. It's like a summary, and it gives the lesson, and it's fantastic because each book has a lesson, even one or more or two or three lessons but there are lessons to be had in these books. Oh, that's great. Cause yes, we're reading with children, parents, teachers, grandparents, right. like able to have the lesson at the end. That's Absolutely, absolutely. So they all have lessons. I love that these are all personal experiences. You know, so many people say, I'd love to write, but I don't know what to write about. Well, your right. life is, is something right. you use. You're using, your life and your parents' lives. Correct. And that's just fabulous because then you're writing from a place of something that means something to you. Yes. And it's funny because people have given me other ideas. They say, well, write about this, write about that. But my heart isn't into it and I can't write it because I haven't experienced it. I can only write about what I've experienced. Right, exactly. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, sometimes people talk to me about, writer's block and they say i can't think of anything to write well you're a prime example you should be writing about things that are personal things that you know that's right and after these seven books come out i have another three ideas and i'm going to be writing those three books yes Uh uh-huh you tell us what those ideas are without giving anything away yeah i could tell you um the next book i want to write when it's funny but when uh I had eight cats at one time (laughs) and um, that would be, I think another Julie book because that happened in the house that Julie lives in, in, in this story. So um, all these eight cats were strays and the stories behind them, how we got them and what happens with them. It's very funny, very charming and exciting. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. And I think, all little children would like that type of story with cats. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So I'm writing a book about the cats. Then I'm going to write a book about how Penelope moves from her duplex apartment in Fresh Meadow, Queens to the suburbs and all her fears. And she was so worried about meeting new friends and who's going to ride a bike with her and uh what is the house going to be like and uh that's the story she's going to be moving and then because she moves i'm going to write a story about her first day in second grade with all new children and her fears and those are the three stories that i'm going to be writing next fantastic look at you you're all ready for the you know people are thinking new year's resolution You've got your year mapped out. That's right. So as soon as these seven books come out this year, then I start on the others. And and I have eight pages written already for the uh, cat book. So uh, I'm going full steam ahead. I just can't stop. How do you manage? I know you work full time. I'm exhausted all the time. It's unbelievable because sometimes like in the mornings, at 5.30 in the morning, I'll, I'll have an idea and I'll start to write before I go to work. And then I'll, I'll allow myself 45 minutes to write and then I have to get ready. Then on my lunch hour, I'll come home and it takes me 10 minutes to get home. Then I have 40 minutes here. 
and then I have 10 minutes to get back to work. So then I write 40 minutes. Then when I get home from work, now you see on, on Mondays and Tuesdays, I don't get home until 7.30. Mm. Because, but this week is different because of the holidays. That's why I was able to do this. <laughs> it's just it's yesterday, today. now tomorrow, I have to stay there until 7.30. And tomorrow and Thursday, yeah, because it was all, it was crazy this week. So anyway, then at, when I get home at 7.30, then I allow myself to write until 8.30. Then normally when I get home at 6, 6.15, I start writing at 6.30 and I go until figure 8, 8.30. Mm -hmm. And then on the weekends, I sequester myself for the whole weekend. I don't see anybody. All I do is write. And I'm so obsessed with it that I actually can't see anybody because I have to write. Mm. I have to write. And these books, I mean, just because I wrote them, but they are so brilliant. I, I can't, I can't get over it that I could actually create these books because when I was in high school and college, I could not write like this. And if anybody ever told me that I was going to be an author, especially an award-winning author, I would think they were crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I never, and all this started back in 2013. So I've only been doing this since 2013. It's only nine years. Wow. wow. Only nine years. You have to tell me, if you weren't a talented writer as a child, no. what were you like as a child? What, what did you love doing? What did you excel at? I was very serious. <laughs> but I was. But um, as a child, uh, well, I loved camp. My I was, I'm an only child. So my parents sent me to day camp, which I loved. And then I went to sleepaway camp, and I loved that. Um, then I went on a teen tour, mm. which I loved. Uh, and then I, I got into horseback riding, but then I fell off and broke my leg, so I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that ended that. And then, um, then... What I wanted to do was, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I went to uh, college, uh, CW Post, and I majored in English literature. And uh, then after that, I got a job on the Long Island Commercial Review as uh, um, a writer. What I did was I wrote the histories of all the different towns on Long Island. Wow. So go to the different libraries like the Smithtown Library, the Great Neck Library, uh, the Babylon Library. And I would write the histories of the towns and then they would be published in that newspaper. And that was after I graduated from CW Post College. But then I realized I hated it. And I realized <laughs> <laughs> somehow I had to get back to the college campus. So my father said to me, he said, look, he said, we paid for your undergraduate. He said, if you want to do graduate work, he says, you have to earn it. He says, you have to get a job and you have to pay for it. So I continued with that job at the Long Island Commercial Review. And then when I had enough money to pay for my first two graduate courses at CW Post College, I quit my job and I didn't know how I was going to continue, but I quit my job. And then uh, my teachers were so impressed with um, how I wrote my term papers for those two courses. Mm -hmm. 
that they said, look, they said, why don't you apply for a graduate assistantship? So I said, oh my goodness. So I did. And they sponsored me and I was awarded a graduate assistantship up at CW Post College. And I worked in the secondary ed uh, division um, uh, of, at Post in the offices. And also I, was, I took secondary ed English for my masters. And I did that for a year. And then I graduated, I did my student teaching and I graduated. And then I couldn't get a job because then that was back in 1974 when they let 2000 teachers go oh. in uh, Queens. I don't know if you remember that, but they let 2000 teachers go in Queens. So they all came out here to Nassau and Suffolk to get jobs. Because they were time to graduate, huh? Yeah, oh God, my timing was not good. So um, I said, oh God. But then what happened was uh, because of that, um, I got a job as a receptionist at Rally Motors. Huh. I said to myself, no, no, I'm sorry. Then what happened was, uh, I'm, I'm fast forwarding. Then what happened was, uh, uh, a very quick, I met someone, I got involved in them and I didn't, I was with them for eight years. Then what happened was that whole thing broke up and what to do, I couldn't go back to teaching. So I got a job as a receptionist at Rally Motors. And I've been there ever since, I'm there for 40 years. Wow. Yes, and I was hired as Mr. Terrian's secretary and uh, I have progressed slowly, slowly, slowly. I am now um, his wife's assistant. Mm -hmm. And also I'm the secretary receptionist in the showroom. I run the showroom and I'm there 40 years this January 18th. Wow, 40 I'm years. Going, going. You're the one who really runs the place after 40 yes. years, aren't you? Uh -huh. Yes, uh-huh. And I love it because I'm like in a fishbowl. And everybody comes in. I talk to people all day long. It's very glamorous there. And I get dressed every day. And again, I talk to people. And uh, and then I do my work. And it's terrific. It's very exciting. I like to go there. It's a wonderful place to be. And uh, I can't ever see myself leaving Rally Motors. <laughs> wow. What a great balance. A job that you love for all right. the years. And now in the past... Seven years, eight years, this uh -huh. thing that's totally taken off. Yes, I can't even get over it. I can't get over it because I never, I never dreamed of this happening, but it was because of the fact that my mother passed away and I had made her a promise that I would publish her book of poetry, Immortal Kisses. And I did that. And from that, everything exploded. I mean, it was an explosion. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because after I published Immortal Kisses, Confessions of a Poet, I was so wiped out from it that I said never again. <laughs> and meanwhile, look at everything that happened everything. 17 books later. <laughs> I mean, who writes 17 books in nine years? So this no? is why you should never say never, right? Right. That's right. And, and no matter how, what age you are, 
you you can do whatever you want if you put your mind to it. I am really so that you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter. It's never too late to get started because look at what if you hadn't started in 2013, you wouldn't have this huge body of award winning work today. That's right. It's incredible. It really is. But I find the most the the hardest thing with regard to this is marketing. Mm. That is the most difficult, which I never envisioned. But uh, it is. But you have to. That's that's a full time job in and of itself. Also, which I have to, which I'm doing too with this. Well, I'm sure. And that's oh, yeah. and that's not something that you do once and it ends. That's a process that you're always doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's ongoing. Just for our viewers, any tips on marketing books that you want to share? And if it's a secret, you don't have to. Uh, I really don't have any tips. It's just my gut feeling. Okay. You know, sometimes I have a gut feeling and I say, well, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And I go with it. And then it turns out. But there's no, with me, there's no real rule. There's no, uh, uh, there's no um strategy it's it's just the ideas that come into my head and how i pursue pursue it and i send out i send out hundreds of emails i send out hundreds of letters and i'm telling you i've spent a fortune on letters and emails and and packages of books that i've sent out and if just one person answers then you've hit it and so many times one person has answered and that, that is to me, it's, it's fantastic. And so you, it's just, it's just the way you do it. That's it. I, I can't give any advice. It's just, it's just your gut feeling. Well, you know what your advice is, and this goes for writing and marketing is that obviously made it a priority. Yes. Mm -hmm. so whether you're writing and you wake up in the morning and you have, you know, you put your mind to it weekends, evenings, um, taking four days off of work to write, you've made it a priority. And the same thing that goes with marketing, sending out hundreds of letters and books and whatever it takes, you just made it a priority. And that's that yes. right there. That's what I do. Yes, I do. I never give up. I never give up. I mean, I get ideas and I send everything out. Yeah. Like, First year, for instance, uh, when Immortal Kisses came out, I knew that that uh, book of poetry was fantastic. And I sent it out to the various uh, uh, schools on Long Island, okay? And I'll never forget the Herricks, the Herricks schools, they set up in the high school, they set up a course for uh, advanced students and uh, they offered my mother's book. And I was thrilled. I was thrilled. And uh, the children could write uh, papers on it. And some of them did. And I was thrilled about that. Not that I got any kind of monetary compensation, but yet I was getting the message out. And these children uh, really, they got so much out of that book. I, I couldn't get over it. So that's one of the things I did. Um, also, uh, I lectured, I went around lecturing to various schools and uh, the children couldn't get over the story. They couldn't get over the book. And I went back several times to many of these schools to lecture and they loved my story. And uh, I, 
enjoyed doing that tremendously. I got it, uh, so much out of it. Uh, I'm sorry I can't continue to do that now because of what's going on, but uh, I love that aspect of it. And again, I got the message out and they loved it. And because of that, so many people went and they actually purchased my books. Right. So I was very happy about that. And hopefully soon we'll be back in person with you. Hopefully. <laughs> That's hopefully. hopefully soon. Well, we're going to hope that, but you've got a busy year. You said you've got uh, seven books coming out. I know the extra yeah. three. You have, I'm sorry? You have how many books are going to be coming out this year? Okay, so the, the first, Penelope Causes an Uproar, that's going to print. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the Santa Claus book, that is going to cover design now. Um, the others, I'm still going over corrections, but everything will be out by the spring. Fantastic. So, yeah, all seven will be out by the spring. And then I start writing again. Fantastic. Well, let me remind all of our viewers of where they can find you and all of your books. Uh, certainly, they're available on Amazon and at Barnes & Noble. Um, you could also go directly to polyrose.com. And if you come here, you'll be able to see the awards and such. But I was also scrolling through here to find all of Polly's books. Right. Now, my website is not updated yet uh, with regard to these latest awards. It, uh, it won't be updated until the end of January. No worries. So, no worries. But the books are there, which is good. Oh, the books, everything is there. Everything is there. So that people yeah. can find them. Sometimes it's a little easier to go straight to a website. And then you can also learn more about her children's books, television appearances, blog and all sorts of things so yes hollyrose.com or you can go direct to amazon or barnes and noble and you'd better hurry up because besides all the books that are already there on the website there's going to be seven more by the end of the spring and then there's going to be three more after that right <laughs> i can't stop writing <laughs> stop writing well what an inspiration i know People are going to want to go out and get the books, but you're also a huge inspiration to people who want to write because so many people want to write and they just can't get started. Well, you have to, you have to, you have to write about something that you're passionate about. And if you're not passionate, you can't, you can't write. It's not there. You, it, it, then you'll be forcing yourself. But if you're passionate, it just all comes naturally. It comes naturally. And you can't stop writing, it just flows. And you have to. And you have to allow time for yourself and sit down and just do it. Just do it, that's right. Do it, just make do it, that's what I did. Whether it's writing or marketing, make it a priority. That's right, and that's just right. And, and like Polly, don't give up. No, oh no, oh my God, I never gave up. I was very nervous at first, to think, what am I doing? I said, what am I doing? But then I saw that it was the right thing to do. It was the right, it was the right thing. And well, look what happened. And look what happened. And well, look what happened. You're I became an award-winning author with an award-winning body of work. I know, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have you back on the podcast when there's even more awards for us to report on. That's right. <laughs> ah. Hey. <laughs>
time. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing all this amazing work and your tips for everyone else to get ahead with writing. Yes. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for joining me. Oh, Thanks so much for joining us for Once and Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing!